Augersby here. At the end of all the interviews we conducted for conversations about promotion, I asked the person I was speaking with to give us their top tips for getting promoted. In this episode, we've brought together all those tips in one place, and what a rich resource it is. A multitude of really useful, actionable tips distilled from over 300 years of experience. My name is Deborah Littman Gosh. I'm an HR business partner. Do the best job you can in the job that you're in. And it's kind of a, a general balance because if you do so well and you have such a niche, then you could be pigeonholed. But you want to do a fantastic job such that there's buzz about you. So if there's a talent review, people around the, the table who are in decision making capacities have really great tangible things to say about you. So do a great job in what you're currently doing. Try to think outside the box. Look for problems that, you, that exist and what are the solutions. So not just about identifying the problems, but where can you help? Where can you add value? Where, rather, it's not about calling the baby ugly, but rather saying, look, I, I see that this, this process seems a bit broken. I have some ideas how that could be fixed. Can I share them with you and, and, and how that can happen? And then also... While you're doing that, try to explore as best you can about what might be next and start to visualize yourself in that new position such that when the time comes, you've already kind of thought it through, you visualized it, and it won't be a shock to the system on day one because you started thinking like you were already in that position. So for example, I report to the VP of HR, and if I wanted to go for her job one day when that job turns over, I have to start thinking about if I were the VP of HR, how might I do that? How might I structure the team or respond to the COVID crisis and how we are going to be remotely working or not? Start to try your chops out, you know, develop that muscle. So then when the time comes, it's not new terrain for you. You've already thought about it at that more senior level. And it also gives you a better appreciation for your boss and what it's like to walk in her moccasins, walk in her shoes. And because um, a lot of the decision-making is not easy, particularly in this environment. So try it out. What would I do? What would, what would Paul do? What would Deb do, <laughs> you know, in that type of situation? My name is Jeffrey Skolnick, and I'm the Senior Vice President of Clinical Development at Innovio Pharmaceuticals. So number one is don't go too fast. You know, don't don't, don't spend the time sort of looking at the top of the hill instead of looking at what you could master in front of you. First of all, you'll be rewarded for doing your job extremely well now. And if you jump too quickly, when you get to the top of the hill, someone will figure out you haven't learned what you were supposed to learn at the two, three, four, five steps to get there. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> with taking the time to be good at those entry-level positions, early starter roles. Now, the best people I've seen in my industry have been those that excel in those earliest roles. You can look at them and say, that person is a superstar. That person is going to be great. I find I say that much more often than I would to the people who are in those roles, those higher roles, and say, oh, that person's a superstar. No, the superstars are the young people who have the opportunity and potential to get to those places. 
I think another piece is there's zero reason to ever pretend that you know something that you don't. There's nothing worse than, you know, I can do that when you really can't. I'm relatively infamous for sharing with people when I do not know what the answer is. And I have found that to be rewarding externally and internally. People appreciate it when you say, I don't know the answer to that question. And as you move ahead in your career, if you pretend to know, once again, you know it, it's extremely hard to deliver to quality that people will expect. So embrace what you don't know if it interests you learn it. I think maybe the last thing I would say is find the passion. You can excel if you don't love it to a point, but at some point you will wake up and look in the mirror and say, well, I have the cars in the garage and I have a very lovely house and three boats and two homes. I don't have those things, but boy, I really don't like what I'm doing. And boy, I don't know how I got here. I would never want to be that way. I'd never want to be that person. I promised myself two things. I would never have a nine to five job and I would never look out at the, at the window, proverbial window or mirror and say, my gosh, how did I get here? And I'm lucky. And I, I, neither of those things were true. I was able to sort of combat both of those things. My name is Katie Humes and I am a business psychologist. I think my top tips would definitely be to get a really good understanding of yourself and make sure that you're thinking about your own personal values, your preferences, the things that motivate you and the things that you're really good at. What are your strengths? And then look for roles that really appeal to that side of you, because that's when you'll really feel like you are in a role that matters to you and that you can confidently move forward with. My name is Karin Wingstrand. I'm Swedish. I have a long background in pharma, primarily in R&D, in different roles of both project and line management. If there are only top three, I'd say one of them, make sure you actually deliver in the role that you are, concrete deliverables. So you actually achieve something where you are that you can point to and that you have achieved alone or and or in combination with others. The other piece is really make a very honest and conscious effort to understand how others see you. Because if you don't know how others see you, you know, one of the reasons that you may not be promoted is probably because you have a very different view of yourself, your contribution, your way of working than the people around you. That's fascinating. That, that really is, that really is good, a good point. How should you go about that then? One is, of course, is having honest conversations. You know, sometimes if you have a very... Um, a manager who's very skillful in, in rhetoric, you it's hard to dig out what he or she is really thinking. Then make sure they're actually given, you know, one of those questionnaires when they need to rate you in a certain aspects, kind of like, you know, one of those assessments of, of performance where you actually, because then that tool can serve as a good framework for dialogue 
because yeah. it's not always easy for people to actually say what they think. Not everyone is comfortable with that. And then I think these these tools around assessment, you know, self-assessment, and then, you know, you have some others around you assess, assess you in like in a 360 or so. It is, it's not the test itself. It's actually you know, the test as a tool for important conversations. And I've seen, I think, you know, some of the very best leaders I've seen, they are very aware of how they are seen. It is very easy to lead the way you yourself want to be led. But when you're leading an organization, you have a big diverse pool of people. And you need to try to lead in a way where people with different preferences can actually pick some things for themselves. It is also that even though you are, you know, delivering and you are, um, you know, self-aware, etc., it is also about making yourself heard. Actually, a mentor I had. Uh, at one point said, don't ever leave a meeting without having stated what you think. Otherwise, it was a complete waste of time. Mike Edwards, I am Chief Listening Officer for Sound Matters. So important to ask yourself the question of why. You know, why do I want this promotion? You know, is it is it something that's lacking in you, which you feel will be fulfilled through and by this promotion so i think it's it's asking that question why and for what what end what's it going to lead to and i think you know we read so many of these self-help books and everything and you know people realize that once they've achieved that promotion there's still that lack in their life you know that so they're still searching and also i suppose the how how are you going to do it you know, what toll potentially is it going to take on your life in other areas? You know, are you going to go 100% for this promotion? And I think so asking those why, what, how, so important to really understand what it is that that's driving you to that end. Well, another thing that's important to consider is what this promotion may be doing in terms of the, the wider world. Obviously, because I come from an environmental background, I spend a lot of time thinking about what people do and the impact they're having. And a lot of these promotions are going to be occurring in companies that are not necessarily doing good things for the world. It's not that I'm saying, oh, no, that, that's bad, that's good, that's or that's bad, but it's about actually thinking of the broader context are you just going for the promotion because you want the money and you want to be high as CEO in an organization? Or have you got the capacity or should you be forced to think about what's the broader impact of that, that work that you're doing? I think that's so, so crucial. And increasingly, I mean, what what's good is that we're seeing companies really embracing sort of sustainability, ESG goals and targets being able to also ask yourself the question, am I doing good for the world? 
is this promotion going to lead to positive outcomes? And if it doesn't, then are you okay with that? And and if it does, great, but how can you shape that to have more of an impact? The way I see the world going, I think those questions are going to be, even if you're not asking them yourself, you're going to be asked those questions, say in interviews, whatever. And I think it's it's really important for people now as they're coming through maybe working for certain corporations is to be able to challenge the norms around which these organizations work and if you're in a position where you're likely to be promoted it's because you're respected you're seen to be a good person to do the job so having the guts having the courage to challenge and to say look i i'm not comfortable with this i think i think we should be doing it this way so being courageous and not just always assuming that people are doing you a favor by promoting you it's we're going to see this a lot and companies are going to be more receptive to this because they want to keep hold of high caliber people and they also want to create a working environment which is going to appeal to these people and we're going to see a whole generation of you know new leaders who are coming through who are going to be saying you can't do that you can't behave in that way you know the planet can't support that so i'm kind of excited that in the future the power dynamics are going to shift a bit because the very word promotion it feels like someone else is deciding that for you you know they're saying okay you're you're worthy or you've done what you need to we're going to promote you but it's also saying well yeah do i want to be promoted in this organization which isn't doing this which isn't isn't behaving socially or environmentally well and i really like i like that idea that maybe people will be seeking promotion so that they can shape organizations to more beneficial ends my name is Giselle Tavares. I am a professional in the pharmaceutical industry and uh, did my entire career in the pharmaceutical industry, but went away from science and now I'm more focused on the business part. Connections, build connections, go out there and build solid network of connections around the job you're performing now, but also around the job you want to perform, <laughs> where you want to go. And then volunteer, expose yourself to projects that are beyond your current job. I know it's more work and you might say, well, I'm not going to be paid more to do more work, but it's an investment for the future. You acquire skills and experience, but also have a bigger visibility in the organization and that will help you to to step up to the promotion. And then don't be shy to go and ask for a bigger job. Sometimes we are too shy and too passive. Be active and ask for it. There are very nice ways of asking what you want. And uh, you might get a no, which is totally fine. And then you might ask, so what's missing for a yes? My name is Serena Bergman. I'm a journalist. I suppose what I want to say is not what I would say. What I would like to be able to say to people is work really hard, work out what job it is that you want, and then make a plan for it and prove to people that you have interesting ideas, that you're innovative, that you can come up with cool things that no one else has ever thought of. And that will be how you can prove your worth in an industry where lots of people are stuck in ways 
that have been around for hundreds of years and haven't changed much despite the world around us changing. That's what I wish were more rewarded. In practice, I would probably say, keep your head down, don't cause too much trouble, but make sure that you're getting out there, that people know your name and try and go to the pub with your boss. I mean, for what it's worth, I don't think I've personally ever got a promotion for going to the pub with my boss, Um, (laughs) but it can't hurt. Next is David, not his real name. I am an IT auditor. I service the financial services sector, so insurance companies, banks, exchanges, that kind of thing. Know yourself. In other words, understand your values and what is important to you. Because everybody wants to, you know, says it's, you know, being promoted is a good thing, that you might not feel that way. And don't feel that you have to do it because everybody else says that that's that's the best thing. So understand what is important to you. Secondly, be very specific in your demands and in your expectations and and write things down and be prepared to defend your, you know, your performance. If people tell you, well, we need A, B, C, and D from you before the end of the year, be very specific about what they mean, follow it up with an email, a confirmatory email saying, we had this conversation about promotion. This is what I understand you to say. This is what I need to do in order to get to the next level. All right. So be very specific and record everything and confirm everything. Third thing is get a sponsor and understand the difference between a sponsor and a mentor. A mentor is somebody you can go and talk to and, and gripe to and you know they're not necessarily going to change your life but they might make you feel good and be a good listening ear a sponsor is somebody who's going to fight for you somebody who's going to influence things for you so that you have a better chance of being promoted and it's not difficult to find this is somebody who is a political player who is well regarded who can actually sponsor you to get to the next level the next thing is get involved. Get involved with diversity initiatives citywide, not just at your firm. Form alliances, which is what I try to encourage our our um, diversity organization to do. So we had links with the Bank of England's program. We had links with um, the programs in, in law firms. We had, so that we, we were sharing experiences and, and strategies strategize with people. The next thing, and maybe this should have been first, is sharpen your sharpen and develop your crap detector. <laughs> okay, say more. You need to be able to understand what's really being said. When people say to you, it's not me, but the others would feel uncomfortable, or you've done well, <laughs> you know. So I'm Kirsten Campbell. Kirsten is a leadership development consultant. Focus on your strengths. Look at what you're what you're really good at. Look at what brings you joy. What what things do you do that make your heart sing? And follow that path, rather than looking at all the things that you don't do so well. Or you know, I'm really not good at this. Do the stuff that makes you feel good and plays to your strengths, brings you joy. Because if if that's how what you're experiencing, there's a good chance that's what you're going to give off, and that's going to make you very promotable. You know, very attractive 
to other people that can see that you really love doing what you're doing. Most of us want to be around people like that, I think. And ask for feedback. There might well be something that you, you know, that Jahari window idea of there being unknown things, you know, things that you're doing that you're you're not aware of or they're in your blind box. So go and get the feedback, go and find out, go and speak to someone who has made the step that you want to make. Find out how they did it, you know, speak to, you know, more than one one person. Find out how they were able to make that next step. But find out, my goodness, I just, only yesterday I had a, a review session with my main client, who's a pseudo leader as well, to just look back on the year and say, what did I do that you thought, oh, please don't do that again? You know, what was I doing that you wanted me to keep doing? You know, and is there something that I'm not doing that you want me to do? So, so ask. Otherwise, we're just always in our heads with this information where there might be something that to others is quite obvious and you just don't see it. That's no fault of your own. If you can't see it, you can't see it. So go and get that information. And, you know, hopefully that gives you some insight that you can then go and you can go and work on or get some experience in that area or get a mentor or a role model that you can look up to say, OK, right, that's the path I'm on. Let's see how they do it. I'm Andy Stanley. I train behavioural type training for leaders, teams, anything that really helps people to be more effective at what they do. I spent 21 years in the army. I was in the, it was it used to be called the Royal Army Educational Corps. I believe that you don't want to focus too much on promotion. I think promotion can be overrated to the point where can get in the way of you having a full and enjoyable life. I knew a lot of people in the army who missed out on, on some wonderful opportunities because they only had their eye on the promotion ball. So, for example, I, I spent a lot of time organising adventure training, foreign trips, taking people climbing, skiing, you know, diving. I know people who who would never come on these exciting adventures because they felt that if they went on these sort of adventures it would look bad on their reports it would look it would slow down their opportunities for promotion so they didn't do it now that's great maybe they got to lieutenant colonel maybe they got to colonel but they didn't enjoy it they didn't enjoy the journey in the same way that I did and I think that's really important I spent time in Germany I spent time in Cyprus I spent time in in uh, Brunei, again, three potential postings that people would have would have rejected because it wouldn't have given them their promotion opportunities. Now, to me, you know, life is very short and opportunities are are there to be taken. And if you focus on promotion and nothing else, you are limiting your experiences, you're limiting your your life chances. So I would say really think very hard about what you want to get from your from your career. Because it isn't all about that. It isn't all about promotion. It's about enjoying the journey as well. I'm Lisa Smith. Uh, the main thing I do is teach yoga. I run a well-being centre and I do some consultancy, some well-being consultancy work for Red 10 Development. And I was an army officer for 10 years. I think you should seriously think about what your motivators are for that promotion and make sure it isn't what other people expect you to do. I've worked in organisations, but both actually both in the army and when I was in further education, and I've looked at jobs above me and thought, I really wouldn't want that job, actually. I don't, it's not a job I'm interested in. I don't like 
what that job involves. Now, it might be that for some people you have to do that to get to the next one, which you would love and be good at. But I, th I think make sure it's really, really what you want. And if it isn't, don't just go through the motions of it because you want the money. Don't do it for money. Do it because you love it. Once again, a very big thank you to Deborah, Jeffrey, Katie, Karin, Mike, Giselle, Serena, David, Kirsten, Andy and Lisa for generously sharing their experience and advice. So, which was your favourite tip? Which ones are you going to start following tomorrow? Do let me know. Leave a comment here or drop me an email, but I really would like to hear how you're going to use what you heard to increase your chances of getting that next promotion. Good luck. I'm Paul Gisby of Talking Leaders. We help leaders who want to get heard, be understood, and to build trust. Goodbye.